Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it looks like Ryan Tannehill will be out for the rest of the season. According to reports, that means it's time for Malik Willis to step up. But against Houston this weekend, I'll tell you how the coaching staff needs to step up for Malik. Then we got to talk about what the Titans got for Christmas this year, and it was just more injuries. Ben Jones goes to IR with the Tannehill injury. That could not only be the end of their season, but the end of their Titans career. And then finally, three Tennessee Titans did make the Pro Bowl. I'll tell you who they were and talk about the one ridiculous snub that the Titans had for the Pro Bowl as well. So all of that and more on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, unfortunately, it looks like QB1 Ryan Tannehill could not withstand the miserable offensive line that was in front of him all year. And according to a report, looks like Tannehill will be out the rest of the season. I'll tell you how the Titans need to attack this game against Houston with that news. Before we get into it, do want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for my listeners Get 10% off your first month with BetterHelp.com slash Locked On. Also want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Guys, we're getting closer and closer to the offseason. I'm going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, free Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. And this is going to be a wild offseason, so you want to make sure that you stay locked on to the Locked On Titans podcast. Subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Throw a thumbs up on the video right now as well if you're watching on YouTube. Goes a long way to uh, help support the channel. I definitely do appreciate it. But yeah, according to Paul Kaharski, Ryan Tannehill is done for the season. Now, before I talk about the game plan against Houston, I just want to say this. It's not the offseason. It's not time to really dive into this. But I think what the Titans need to do is cut Ryan Tannehill or trade Ryan Tannehill, roll with Malik Willis in 2023, see one of two things. One, if Malik Willis is good enough to build around, and two, if he's not, then the Titans probably lose lose games and are in position to draft one of the highly rated quarterbacks in 2024, like Caleb Williams or Drake May, someone along those lines. So I think it's a win-win for the Titans to play Malik Willis in 2023. Will Mike Vrabel do that? That's the discussion that we will have in the offseason. But for this moment right now, the Titans have a game against the Houston Texans on Sunday, and I'd like to see them win that game at home. It's going to be an incredibly, incredibly cold game out there. There's a huge winter storm coming in right now as I'm recording this. By the time you guys hear this, it'll probably be on your doorstep. It's going to be cold in Nashville, and that's perfectly fine because what has killed the Titans in recent weeks? People throwing the ball on them. It's going to be tough to do that. So 
What the Titans need to do here, in my opinion, is simple. They need to support Malik Willis by, one, running the ball. And look, it's going to be hard to do. Look at the injuries on the offensive line. Ben Jones on IR. He's not going to be playing. So you're going to be looking at Dennis Daly at left tackle, Aaron Brewer at left guard, maybe Corey Levin at left guard, Aaron Brewer at center, or Corey Levin at center. One of those two is going to play left guard or center. You'll have Jordan Ruse at right guard, and then NPF, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, at right tackle. And as a matter of fact, NPF and Aaron Brewer are questionable for this game. So that's the best version of the offensive line that the Titans could have here. So it's going to be tough. But what I can tell you is those guys have a better chance of run blocking than they do pass blocking. So it's actually to their advantage. It, it helps in some way with the offensive line to have the weather be what it is. So the Titans are going to have to run the ball. Derrick Henry's going for over 200 a million games in a row against the Texans. They're going to need at least 100. They're going to need at least 150 yards out of Derrick Henry. But not just that, they need to use Malik Willis on designed runs. Use Malik Willis properly. I want designed runs for the QB. Quarterback counter, quarterback power, quarterback sweep, quarterback draws. I want to see read options. I want to see RPOs. I want to see rollouts. I want to see bootlegs. Don't make Ryan, don't make Malik Willis be Ryan Tannehill. That's not going to work. Let Malik Willis believe, be Malik Willis and devise a game plan that uses his strengths as a player. Uh, outside of running the ball, if the Titans are going to throw it, I want to see a lot of screens, quick passes, get the ball out of Malik's hand. Don't let him get sacked and have this offensive line pass blocking for a long time. So, you got to use Malik properly, and if you are going to pass, I want either screen passes to get the ball out quick, or I want max protection with two or three tight ends in, everyone blocking, and take a shot down the field to Traylon Burks down the sideline in one-on-one coverage when you get it. Take a couple of shots to Burks down the field, down the sideline, where Malik throws his best footballs, and use Malik properly as a designed runner and actually have quarterback design movement for him. Don't make Malik Willis be Ryan Tannehill. That that would be a big mistake. So that's what I want to see on offense. On defense, guys, I'm not going to spend a, a million years breaking down how to stop a Texans offense here. Look, Danico Autry is going to be back in this game. Amani Hooker, probably going to be back for this game. Zach Cunningham, probably going to be back for this game. No Christian Fulton, of course. No David Long. They're going to be missing Dylan Cole, Terrence Mitchell, guys like that. But look, this defense needs to dominate Houston. The defensive line for, you know, obviously no Harold Landry, but the D-line will be intact. The Texans are going to have some injuries on the offensive line. Uh, Kenyon Green is out. The tight, This has got to be just typical Titans football. Tight cover one, man coverage. Kevin Byard lurking over the middle of the field. Play man coverage on the outsides because the Texans don't have a lot of wide receivers that scare you. Chris Moore, Brandon Cooks, these aren't the big-bodied, huge wide receivers. And Nico Collins is out. So these aren't the big-bodied, huge receivers that typically give the Titans problems. These are smaller guys. So I think the Titans' corners have a better chance to survive in man coverage on the outsides. You get Danico Autry back, attack the quarterback. This has just got to be classic Titans defense. Tight man coverage in cover one. Pressure from the front four up front dominate Houston, and I think I think the Titans' defense needs to get a touchdown in this game. They need to get a touchdown or get a couple of turnovers that set the Titans up on the doorstep. So, I, I, that's what I think the defense needs to do in this one. I think they're capable. 
I think that they're capable of doing so. I still think that the Titans should win this game. I do. If they do the things we just mentioned on offense, and the defense plays the way the defense can play with getting some guys back in the lineup, there's no reason to think that the Titans shouldn't win this game. I still have it 14-9, to the Titans winning over the Texans. Now, Ryan Tannehill was some terrible news, but it wasn't the only bad injury news the Titans got uh, this week. I am going to go over the latest injury report, including Ben Jones going to the IR and being done for the season, as well as Dylan Radins having a, a torn ACL and being out for the season as well. We're going to get into all that latest news. Before we do, though, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. You can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts that have a huge selection of vehicles throughout the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book that spacious minivan for your family road trip. Get that classic or luxury car for a special event or holiday. Check out how that new electric vehicle fits in your everyday life. There are plenty of different ways to properly use Turo. Turo can even deliver the car right to you in many circumstances. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions and exclusions do apply. Forget your boring rental car. Find your drive at Turo.com. Also, did you guys know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell. Your coworkers can tell. Even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Titans fans, we have to continue today's show and get to the injury portion of the program. Not only does it look like Ryan Tannehill is out for the season, but Ben Jones is out for the season as he's been added to the injury uh, reserve list. Not only that, but Dylan Raiden's knee injury was an ACL tear. So not only is he out the rest of the season, there's a good chance that Dylan Raiden's is out the entire next season as well. So just terrible news. Along with that, Terrence Mitchell was placed on IR. For those of you who are keeping track at home, that is 30, 30 Tennessee Titans who have been placed on IR at some point this year. 30. That's 19 players on IR right now. Now, I would imagine that that's going to drop to 18 because there's one roster spot open as I record this on Thursday evening. And Zach Cunningham practiced all week as expected to be brought back from IR. So that'll be the final bring back from IR. And Cunningham will be back. So he'll be in there. That'll be 18 guys on IR. But, but I mean, not only is Ben Jones out, Terrence Mitchell out, Dylan Radins, all those guys go to IR. Ryan Tannehill probably out for the season. 
Christian Fulton out again. I put out a funny meme on Twitter today. It's the Scooby-Doo meme where you take off the mask of the bad guy at the end and you take off Christian Fulton's mask and by God, it's a Dory Jackson. Uh, so Fulton's out. Nate Davis is also going to be out. Dylan Cole also out. Questionable. Trey Avery and Traylon Burks but I think they're both going to play after getting out of concussion protocol. Mike Grable said he's optimistic that that would happen. Uh, Amani Hooker, Aaron Brewer, NPF are questionable. I think all three of those guys end up playing as well. But really what I wanted to talk about here, we, we've talked about just how absurd it is. I do want to mention at least, I did say this last week or earlier this week, but the reality here is, guys, the coaching, we could fire Todd Downing. We can replace Dennis Daly with the best left tackle to ever live. We could do a bunch of different things. But until the injury issue is, I don't want to say fixed, but until it at least slows down, guys, the Titans are going to have injuries. It's never going to stop in football. They're never going to not have any injuries. But if they could just be average, I mean, the Titans are lapping the field in injuries right now. They're already in the mid-80s in terms of player use after using 91, a record last year, until the injury situation is at least, I guess, weakened from the sense of how strong it's been an impact on the Titans, until they lessen the blow of the injuries, no talent added, no coaching changes, none of that's going to matter if the players that you add that are good can't play. So something has to be done. Something has to be done. Um... What I do want to say as well on these injuries, something on Ryan Tannehill. Um, Ryan Tannehill took the Tennessee Titans from average nine and seven, nine and seven, nine and seven. Marcus Mariota took the Titans from bad to average, and he deserves his love and respect for that. Thank you, Marcus. But Tannehill took the Titans from average to good. That's what happened. They even had moments of greatness with Ryan Tannehill. There were moments of greatness. But for the most part, Tannehill took the Titans from average to a good team. The Titans need to go to the next step. They need to go from good to great. Okay? That's what we all want. That's what we think needs to come next. I don't have a great answer for you right now on how they're going to do that. That's a conversation for after the year. But I just want to give Ryan Tannehill his flowers because he did take this team from average to good. And Ryan Tannehill's run here with the Titans has been probably the second best run in Titans history outside of the Steve McNair-led Titans that went to the Super Bowl and you know had those good seasons in the early 2000s and mid-2000s. So I just want to say that while Ryan Tannehill, in my opinion, is not the best quarterback in Titans history, I'm giving that to Steve McNair. He led the team to a Super Bowl. He won an MVP, a co-MVP. Steve McNair is the best quarterback in Titans history. But behind him, it's Ryan Tannehill. And Ryan Tannehill is the most productive quarterback in Titans history in terms of pure statistical output. So Tannehill deserves his flowers. And yes, we know who Tannehill is, and that Bengals game will always be a memory that we have. But don't forget that Tannehill took this team from average to good. And he deserves his credit for that. Even if we can acknowledge that the Titans, need, in, in theory, in a perfect world, need better. The Titans, I want the Titans to have an elite QB for once. 
a Joe Burrow, a Pat Mahomes, a Josh Allen. The Titans need one of those. I've been a Titans fan nearly 25 years now. Since they moved to Nashville and became the Titans, I have been a fan of the Titans. And we have never, and some people get mad about this with Steve, but we have never had a truly consistent elite quarterback at, like, we've never had that level of player. I would say Steve McNair's MVP is similar to, like, Cam Newton or Lamar Jackson or Rich Gannon, for example. Steve McNair was a good player, really good player, a really good quarterback, but I would say he's probably in the Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott range of players if we compared his, you know, where he is today, um, where he would be today talent-wise. So I just want Titans for once to have an elite quarterback, like a truly elite quarterback. And um, even though I know that, I still want to give Tannehill his credit because, again, he took the team from average to good and he had some incredible seasons, the most statistically productive quarterback in Titans history. So you got to give credit to that. But Pip Tyson just said it. What did Amy Adams Strunk tell us when she fired John Robinson? Oh, sorry, wrong one. Pip, good isn't good enough. And Tannehill is good, but the Titans need great. And I also want to say quickly before we move on to the Pro Bowl conversation that Ben Jones. Thank you, Ben Jones. Thank you, Ben Jones. Between Danico Autry and Ben Jones, I'm going with I'm going with Ben Jones. Ben Jones was John Robinson's best free agent signing ever. He came in and stabilized this offensive line. Taylor Lewan was a good player. I know people hate on Taylor, but Taylor was a good player. Ben was the leader of the offensive line. Ben was the one in charge. Taylor isn't necessarily like a perfect leader. And he's even mentioned, you know, his leadership has evolved and things like that. Taylor isn't a perfect leader. Ben was the leader that the Titans needed on the offensive line. And he's been holding down the pivot position for the Titans for a long time. And you got to give him the credit that he deserves for that. So if this is the last time that Ryan Tannehill and Ben Jones play for the Titans, salute to you guys. Thank you so much for your time here. It's been a pleasure to root for you while you were here. So either way, to round it all up, the injuries are absurd. The Titans got nothing but injuries for Christmas. and. uh and it's definitely sad, sad to see. But there were some players on the Titans who uh, who balled out this year. And they got rewarded with a Pro Bowl selection. So we're going to talk about who made the Pro Bowl for the Titans. And who was an insane snub. Because it's ridiculous what happened here to Ryan Stonehouse. Before we get into it, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked on Titans is brought to you by BetterHelp online therapy. Uh, Big shout out to them. Uh, You guys should really check it out. I also want to let you know, though, that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest trends and odds for every professional or amateur league out there. They got pro football, college bowl season, basketball. They had World Cup for the soccer. They have esports. I mean, everything you could ever want. They have at betonline.net. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts.
Titans fans, we are going to cap off today's edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, talking about the Titans Pro Bowl selections, their alternates, and one insane snub. Before we get into it, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content for free all year round. All year round, I'm Monday through Friday with you guys. Well, Sunday night to Thursday night on YouTube. But all year round, I'm not slowing down whenever the season ends. And <laughs> looks like that might be in a couple of weeks. So, the Pro Bowl selections. Before I get into the Pro Bowl selections, though, do want to remind you, I'm going to be here live on Christmas Eve after the game ends. I don't take breaks because it's the holidays. I'm going to have a 10-minute instant recap after the game on Saturday and have a full 30-minute podcast for you guys up on Saturday night or Sunday morning for your holiday travels. I'm the hardest working man in show business, baby. I got you. Don't you guys worry. I'll have your content during Christmas. Um, for the Pro Bowl, we got Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, we got Derrick Henry. And we got Morgan Cox, the long snapper. Made it. Fantastic. Um, outside of that, the alternates are Ryan Stonehouse, Kevin Byard. Ben Jones, and Dylan Cole as a special teamer. So, Simmons, Henry, Cox, all absolutely deserve the Pro Bowl nod. I think Bayard's right there on the line, but I can understand with the Titans' uh, passing numbers, how, you know, a a normal person would look at that and say, you can't add that guy in there. He hasn't made as many turnovers this year, but I think, obviously, that has to do with what he's being asked to do. it's similar to 2020, in my opinion, why Kevin Byard had a down season in 2020 because he's being asked to do things that are outside what makes him the best safety in the league. So uh, I think there's a good chance that Byard will get in with being an alternate, alternate things like that. But either way, right now, just Henry, Cox, and Simmons. Uh, Byard is an alternate, Ben Jones, Dylan Cole, Ryan Stonehouse. But let's talk about Ryan Stonehouse. Uh, Tommy Townsend from uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, was the guy who got the nod. Ryan Stonehouse has the highest yards per punt average in the NFL right now, 53.6. He has the fifth most punts inside the 20. I mean, and and Townsend has a 39.5% inside the 20. And Stonehouse is only at 36.8. Total punt yards, Stonehouse leads the league with 4,075. And Stonehouse hasn't even punted the most. That's Corliss Waitman from Denver. He's punted 84 times, Stonehouse 76. So, I, I just think it's absurd that Ryan Stonehouse didn't make the Pro Bowl. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Ryan Stonehouse deserves it. He should be the All-Pro. He should be the Pro Bowler. And he should be probably for the next 10 years. He's the best punter in the league. Stupid. Anyways. um, Got a few more minutes left here, guys. Uh, feel free to ask your questions down in the chat. Uh, we're here for Christmas, so I'll spend a little extra time on my last episode of this week. Um, any questions that you guys have about Ryan Tannehill, his future, about this game against the Texans, feel free uh, to throw it in the chat. Once again, really for me, 
it's pretty simple. Just tailor the offense to Malik Willis for the rest of the season and see what that looks like. This is a great opportunity to get some preliminary information going into next year. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, just a quick, you know, quick synopsis of my thoughts right now. You trade Ryan Tannehill. You cut him if you can't trade him. I think you will be able to trade him. And I think you could get a third-round pick, maybe a second-round pick for Ryan Tannehill. Um, but I, th- I think you roll with Malik Willis in 2023. Either he shows that he's good enough to be the guy in 2024 and you continue to build around him, or you find out that he's simply not the guy at all. You'll probably lose some games while you find that out. And then you're set up to draft a QB in 2024 or in better position to trade up. So uh, Dylan says, how confident are you about the Texans uh, barring all the injuries? Look, the big thing for me were the injuries on defense. And with Danico Autry back, Zach Cunningham probably back, and Amani Hooker back, I think the Titans have enough on defense to dominate the game. And if you remember, the Titans like didn't even throw a pass in the second half the last time they played against the Texans. While the Texans are playing improved football, I think the weather kind of equalizes things. I, I just don't think that this is a game where talent is what's going to win. I think just hard-nosed football is going to win this game. And, I, and the Texans have had success against the Cowboys and against the Chiefs. They're different than the Titans. Okay, so I just think the Titans will, will be able to beat them up. Um, more questions rolling in here. Trying to make sure I get to uh, get to all of them. If we lose to the Texans, 7-10 and 10 will definitely happen. Yeah, sadly, it looks like that could uh, that could definitely be the case. What about Ryan Tannehill's short dropbacks? What about him? He's out for the rest of the season. Uh, any chance of resigning Lewan to a team-friendly deal? Well, he's definitely not transitioning to guard. That's that's absolutely not going to happen. He's six foot seven. He's not playing guard. Uh, but I think that there is there is an avenue here. I want the Titans to go out and make a big addition in free agency on the left side of the offensive line. Now, if they think that they have a better chance of getting a left tackle in the draft, then go ahead and get a guard in free agency. If they think they have a better chance of getting a guard in the draft, then get a tackle in free agency. It's it's basically about where their pick ultimately falls and what players are in that range. But if it were me, think about giving a big money deal to a guy like Elton Jenkins, and then you draft a left tackle, and then, yeah, you bring Taylor Lewan back on a team-friendly deal to be an option at left tackle. I don't know if Lewan would want to do that. If I'm him, why am I going to play for that low of money, take the risk of getting injured again? He's got a booming career as a as a broadcaster and, and a personality. If I'm Taylor Lewan, I'm, ju- I'm just done, man. I'm ready to retire and make sure that I can walk, walk my daughter down the aisle when I get older. You know what I mean? Lewan's been through enough. He's made enough money. I, I wouldn't come back. And I think it'd be better for the Titans to let that go and just just work on moving on. If we lose the next two out of three games, would we be in position to draft a tackle, specifically Paris Johnson from Ohio State? I think if the Titans are in the top 20, then they're going to be able to get one of the good left tackles. Either just trading down a couple of spots, you know, give up a third-round pick and trade down a couple of spots to ensure you get one, or just, you know, I think there are about there are really about six decent offensive linemen I think that could be taken in the first round right now. I'm admittedly not far in my scouting process, not very far at all, but I, I think the Titans will be in good spot to, to get one of those tackles. Yeah, and that's why you sign Elton Jenkins at, for left guard, who can also play some left tackle if needed. 
and then you draft a young left tackle, and I think that that could be the makings of a, of a pretty good line. You could get some move Aaron Brewer to center, Nate Davis back at right guard, MPF at right tackle. We we could be right there. Any big name free agent O lineman coming up for the Titans? Uh, if they want to go big game hunting at left tackle, Orlando Brown Zeus from the Kansas City Chiefs is available, but I don't think that uh, I don't think that's what they should do. Uh, Andre Dillard, Isaiah Wynn are all pretty decent options. Uh, again, Elton Jenkins from the Packers, I think, would be a great fit for the Titans. Any leads on the who the new GM may be? No leads right now, but what I can say is the Titans posted a video on Thursday night highlighting uh, John Stryker or Stretch as a genuine Titan. And apparently he has the closest relationship to Mike Vrabel of anybody in the building, and there's some whispers that they may install him as GM, or at least make him GM in waiting, and maybe hire an older, more experienced guy to groom him into that position. Um, good free agent left tackles. I just mentioned three of them that I'd be interested in. No, Luis, I appreciate it, but now, nah, man, I, I, I'm kind of a one-man show. Uh, only, only room for two hands on this wheel. Um, Tyler, who is our camp who can develop Malik? Oh, well, quarterback coach for the Titans, Pat O'Hara. Uh, is is definitely Sean Coleman, who I've done an interview with earlier this year on the show, is Malik's quarterback trainer. And Tim Kelly is on the Titans staff as a passing game coordinator. All three of those guys were just central to Deshaun Watson's development. So I know that Watson is a more talented player in nature, but all those guys helped develop Deshaun Watson and one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Uh, I think they can do it with Malik. We have Traylon this game, so we are not scoring seven points. Yeah, I think the Titans get to 14. Who can take over as OC next season? I think Tim Kelly is the logical answer. He's got play-calling experience. Uh, Elton Jenkins can play left tackle too. Yeah, 100% Pip. He's been moved around the offensive line. He's had times where he's played elite tackle and elite guard. So I think he would be a perfect fit for the Titans, and he would give them flexibility uh, as to what they would do in the draft. Wide receiver again in round one. If they, if they get Elton Jenkins and there aren't one of those five or six good offensive tackles there, then yeah, I'm okay with wide receiver in round one. If it happens, they have to re-sign Nate Davis. I think with the injury issues that Nate has had this year and his up-and-down play in general, they could get Nate on a, on a pretty uh, team-friendly deal to come back to Tennessee in a system that he's familiar with. Uh, I wouldn't pay him top-of-the-market money by any means whatsoever. He shouldn't be the highest-paid guard on the market. But he has had seasons of really, really good play in his four years, and I think there's a chance that another team maybe um, – hmm, I'm not going to mention any teams right now, but there are other teams out there that I think may pay Nate Davis a little bit more than the Titans, but that would be fine. It's a Jonu Smith situation where if he's going to get completely overpaid for what we know he is, then let it happen. Then let it happen. Take the compensatory pick in 2024 and, and look for for another answer um, in the draft. But either way, last question or a couple of questions here. Do you, if we lose the lead to Jacksonville, am I allowed to cry? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair because it means more than just the Titans uh, collapse at the end of the year. It means that Jacksonville really is getting it together and Trevor Lawrence is ascending. And that's more of a concern for the Titans right now than anything else. Uh, do you think Todd Downing will be a Titan next year? Well, guys, I'll talk more about this uh, in the offseason, what the Titans should do and what Mike Vrabel will do. 
I got a feeling that Todd Downing and Ryan Tannehill are both back for the Titans next year, even if I don't think that's the right thing. But that's going to do it for me, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all of you. Stay safe out there. The weather's going to be pretty treacherous over the weekend. Again, I'll be back with you on Saturday. Saturday, that's right. I'll be here Saturday right after the game going live with a 10 to 15 minute instant recap of the game. And then on Saturday night, going into Sunday morning, I'll have my full 30-minute recap for you. So you got something on Christmas morning to unwrap from the Locked on Titans podcast. Again, 106 people watching right now live. Throw a thumbs up on the video. This is free content, and I would appreciate it. Say it's a Christmas present to me, okay? Uh, But that's going to do it for me today, guys. Again, stay safe. Have a happy holidays and a Merry Christmas. I'll talk to you all on Saturday after the game. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titan.